I remember sitting there. My brother was like the moderator between the two of us. And her posture was very stoked. You know, it was like, what do you want me to do? That's literally what she said. Well, what do you want me to do? Do you want for us to spend more time together? Do you want me to hug you? And I think when she said, do you want me to hug you? I I remember something clicking in my mind saying, Ashley, she doesn't have it to give. She doesn't have it to give. And then two years later, when I started going to therapy and, and doing soul sessions, that was exactly what was told to me. You have to grieve the relationship that you wanted and understand she doesn't have it to give. And that doesn't take away from who you are. Hey, friends. Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am your host, Lawan Moses, and I am a mom on a mission to help you master your mindset and own your time so you can make space in your busy life for your dreams and goals. Join me each week for tangible tips, tools, and strategies that you can use to show up as your personal best in motherhood, business, and life as well as inspiring interviews from moms just like you who are sharing their stories of triumph in order to uplift, encourage, and empower you on your journey. At More Than A Mother, we believe you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. We are helping you truly step into your own and find the freedom to do more of the things you love and enjoy without feeling guilty or overwhelmed. My guest today is Ashley Eights. Ashley is a woman of specific words that heal, a mother of two world-changing boys, a mentor, entrepreneur, intercessor, teacher, but most of all, servant. She enjoys cooking, shopping, reading, and freeing as many women as she can. She is the creator of Growing in Grace, and Ashley calls herself the pusher. In this episode, Ashley and I talk about breaking generational curses, letting go of toxic relationships, how going with the flow is not always the answer, and how important it is to really get to the root of our issues in life. This episode is jam-packed with just so many great inspirational words, and Ashley is very transparent and vulnerable, even sharing her struggles with her mother and how she had to learn to grieve that relationship and heal so that she could continue to grow. When asked what it means to be more than a mother, Ashley said, my role of mother doesn't define my identity. I have many roles and titles that I execute with excellence. Let's dive in to my interview with Ashley. Hey, Ashley, how are you? I'm doing well. I am doing well. How are you? I am well. Welcome to the More Than a Mother podcast. I am so glad to have you here with me today. Before we get started, if you could just take a moment and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So hello, everyone. My name is Ashley Eights, and I call myself the pusher. And the reason why I call myself the pusher is because I love to come alongside 
mothers who are women, of course, and just push them into their goals, push them beyond what they think they are. And I love even the title of the podcast, More Than a Mother, because I always tell the women who I interact with that your title, your role is that of mom, but who you are, you are a woman. So I love to push what is inside of that woman. I am a mentor. So I have some mentees who I have been journeying with. They are single moms. And it's been a great journey to just kind of see them evolve, like the metaphor, metamorphosis, you know, the butterflies, the caterpillar, they go through their stages. And that's really how I see mentorship. You know, you walk with them, you go with them, you grow with them through their process. And as they are evolving and changing, it's like, oh, this is fruit, you know, the fruit of my labor. So those are just a little bit about me. I'm also a self-published author. I wrote my first book in September. Oh, no, I take that back in June of 2021. And it was published in September, 2020, 2020. Yes. 2020, all this numbers y'all in 2020. And it's really just talking about my life from childhood through the journey of discovering like who I am, you know, the ups, the downs, the trauma, you know, the the toxic relationships, the situationships that we go through, everything that encompasses Ashley. I have poured into the book Grace to Pivot, which is an actual ebook. I also am working on building up the Single Moms community, which is um, a group that I have on Facebook. It's called Single Mom Suites. And I, I tell them that they're VIPs. You know, we're all VIPs. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're single mom, married mom, as a mother, I feel it is very important that we acknowledge our strengths and even our weaknesses. So I coined them, you know, VIPs. The extension of that is the monthly mentorship community that I'm building called Mama's Lounge where we are diving into topics that really are matters of the heart. So this is a more intimate, personal um, setting where we are learning and unpacking, you know, those things, those emotions that make us hesitate. Like I said, I'm the push her. So I'm coming for what makes you hesitate, what makes you kind of second guess why I can't do what I'm doing, all in community, all in love, all in accountability. So that's just a little bit about me. That is wonderful. And it sounds like you are doing a whole lot along with being a mother. So this is the perfect place for you. Yes, ma'am. And I can't wait to dive into all of those great things that you were do- you're doing in more detail. However, if you could just briefly kind of walk us through what was your transformational journey or those aha moments that put you on this path that you are on right now? I want to say, okay, so in 2017, I remember, you know, having a conversation with my aunt and I was like, you know, I haven't been through anything. (laughs) I've not gone through much. And I was comparing myself to the journey of other people. You know, I didn't really hone my story, reconcile with everything that I actually had been through. And it was in 2018 when I started to really kind of unpack why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. You know, I had these accomplishments and things like that, but it wasn't like, oh, this is making my world go round. It was more like, okay, I have this, now what? Like, what's next? And I remember being in a toxic relationship with my youngest son's dad, and that was like 
y'all talk about toxicity. It was like emotional, mental, physical. And I had that moment where I knew that I was not going to be attached to this for the rest of my life. I couldn't. There was no way that I could raise my boys and, you know, mother and be a woman and lose myself in this way. I I had literally felt so lost. I didn't recognize who I was. And I remember asking God, you know, if you're really real, I need you to help me. Like, I need you to help me journey out of this. I need you to heal me. I need you to show me, like, why am I choosing what I'm choosing in the relationships and things of that nature? And it was in that moment where I made a decision to cut ties, you know, in all aspects. late the latter part of 2017 into 2018. And I really just started to journey, you know, with God and unpacking and discovering who Ashley was and what all of this meant, you know, because I was like, there's more to life than this. So there has to be purpose within me and I need to figure out what that looks like. And that's really what started the journey. Wow. And that sounds like a truly powerful moment. And you mentioned a whole lot in there and you talked a lot about unpacking. So we're going to unpack a little (laughs) bit of what you said, because I feel this is an important topic that we don't often talk about as women, as mothers. You brought up being in toxic relationships and how you had to grow to cut ties. And I'm sure that was difficult because you said your youngest child's father that you were in this relationship with. So when you were going through this experience, of course, you're in love, the heart's attached, and you have to learn how to unpack all that and cut those ties. But when you were going through that experience and realizing that you wanted more for your life and this isn't the path that you wanted to go on, what were kind of like those first kind of triggers or things that were going through your mind letting you know that I needed to do something different? So if I could just be totally honest, (laughs) totally honest, I knew I shouldn't enter that relationship in the beginning. I had people and these were people who knew me and then, you know, had some experience with this person as well. So they knew of him and they knew my character and they said, you know what? I don't think that that is going to be a best fit for you. Now, here's the caveat to that. They didn't even know that I had interest in this person. So it was just like, okay, God was kind of already warning me a little bit. Like, "Mm, I don't think that, you know, you need to go down that path. But me, the kind of person I am, it's like, I want to give everybody their own shot. And so really the beginning of that was founded upon lust. It was just an attraction. You know, oh, I'm attracted to you. You're attracted to me. We didn't dive deep into history to getting to know one another. It was just like, okay, you know, go with the flow. I was so used to controlling things. And so when I was talking to girlfriends of mine, they were like, you know what, Ashley, you're always just trying to control. Just go with the flow. And going with the flow sent me down a whole river, the river bank, (laughs) over the cliff. And it, it it brought so much clarity, you know, in the aftermath, but going through it, I, I know for sure that I lost 
so much of who I was. I was doing things that I had never done before. And I knew that it was because I wanted to grab a hold of something that I thought that I would never have. And that thought of mine was, well, maybe, you know, you're never going to get married or maybe you're not going to have, you know, another man, another opportunity because I do pride myself like in really liking long-term relationships. I don't want to just skip, you know, from one person to the next. And so I was like, you know, Everybody's saying go with the flow, Ashley. So just go with the flow. And like I said, the flow took me down the whole river, (laughs) down the river bank. And I don't regret it, but it taught me so much about myself. And it it brought me to this moment where it was like, if you do not let this go, you are going to lose more of who you are. And that part was scary to me, raising boys and them seeing like, you know, okay, Mom chasing after a man, mom acting out of character. I remember that moment when I acted out of character in front of them. And I was like, oh my God, okay, reel it back in, reel it back in. But these are real things that we deal with when our emotions are so involved and attached and we've never dealt with what the root of the issue is. And that is so true right there. And I mean, what you said in that thing was first you knew going in, okay, I shouldn't be doing this. But then as we, as people do, because you're not alone, we didn't all been there, talks to relationships, not even just relationships, but situations all together. God sends us that warning side ahead of time, but we want to think that we know better than God. It's like, oh no, I'm going to go ahead and do this. God, I see what you're trying to tell me, but we feel like we know better than God. So we're going to go ahead and do it anyway. And as you said, it's going to send you down the river, like you said, over the river bank and all of that, because we're trying to operate on our own accord instead of operating towards what God is telling us. And a lot of times we'll ask God to show us those signs or give us those signs, but because those signs don't look like the way we think they should look, we're going to ignore them and still going to justify it so that we can do what we want to do. So you are definitely not alone in all of that. And I mean, you said it, that it had you act out of character, but then also I feel like it helped you to build some of your character in that process. So everything is a learning experience to me. Booking guests on your podcast just got easier. Are you ready to book guests on your podcast, but you don't know where to start? Do you already do guest interviews, but you find your booking and communication processes are taking up too much of your time? Do you find yourself feeling frustrated or overwhelmed trying to keep up with the emails, communications, and all other details in your business? Now is the time to take the frustrations out of your guest booking process with my podcast, Guest Booking Made Easy ebook. This ebook is the solution you need to reduce overwhelm and streamline your guest booking process. This is the exact formula I use to book guests on my show. And now I am sharing all of my tips, tricks, and best of all, templates with you. Inside this ebook, you will find my detailed guest booking process, step by step guest booking checklist my customizable email templates. That's right, you get the exact swipe files that I use, which include the initial outreach email, potential questions, and even the reminder emails you can send. And also you get customizable lead capture forms, intake, and feedback forms. Plus, as a special offer, you will get my bonus podcasting success tips and tools to help you get started. When you follow my guest booking process and set up your communications in advance, You will save time, energy, and take the stress out of booking and communicating with your podcast guests. Hit the link in the show notes 
and get your podcast guest booking made easy ebook today. This special introductory offer is available for a limited time only, so don't delay. Head over to my website and make sure that you grab your ebook and start changing your guest booking process right now. At last part, you said about getting to the root of the issue. Now that root, I feel, is such an important thing to dive in because so many people, so many of us just get stuck because we want to keep covering up and don't want to deal with the roots of our issues. And a lot of our issues can go back to childhood, past experiences, messages that we heard. But what is your opinion on when it comes to the root of issues? What is your opinion on dealing with the roots, getting to the roots and kind of healing those roots? Ooh, okay. So listen, I'm a root person. Now I'm a root person. Now before y'all been a root person, I didn't even understand what the root of anything was because you know, as you just mentioned, it's like, we'll pacify it. We'll say, oh, I'm fearful because of this, but there's something under that. And so we have to get to what that thing is. And in 2000, early 2019, when I was really just on this journey of discovering, you know, Ashley and, and I was asking God, show me like, you know, what's really in me and what needs to come out and what I need to do. And I, in my family, let me start with this. In my family, we had a family of pride. So y'all know that saying, you know, what happens in the house stays in the house. You don't talk to anybody about what you're going through. You put this face on so that you can be made up a certain way. So for all of my life, up until about 28, that was what I was doing. When I would get a degree, you know, when I would do a thing, it was just like, because I need to attach this to my worth. When in actuality, I had already been accepted by God, but because I didn't really understand that, it was just like, okay, I've got to do these things so that people can know, number one, don't play with me. <laughs> you know, number two, you know, I am professional. I used to say, you know, I'm a, what, what was the phrase that I think I used before? It was like, I'm, I'm wretched, so I can be classy. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it was those things that I attach my worth too, when I actually had to sit down and realize, Ashley, you dealt with a lot of rejection as a child, even from the womb, you know, and I'm very honest in my story. My mother, she actually wanted to abort me. And it was my father who said, no, you're not going to abort another one of my kids. So as mothers, we know how we are connecting with our children, you know, as they're growing in our womb and we're feeling them kick and all of these different things, you know, I'm a fetus. So I don't know whether or not she was doing that, but I can say because there was no closeness in us growing up that a lot of, you know, me doing a lot of things was to win over her affection because I felt like that emotional attachment was not fair. And it wasn't until I was 27 where I finally sat down and said, hey, I want to talk to you, mom. And I just want to explain to you how I was feeling. And I didn't even have a conversation. I opened up my mouth and all I could do was cry. There, the, 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 the conversation was full of tears and just me pouring out my heart. And what I received on the other side of that was a cold wall. It was an inability to receive my truth. It was a backlash of, well, you don't understand. And da, 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 da. So I'm like, well, bring me into your story. 
I didn't get any of that. And it was in that moment where I realized, okay, Ashley, you're going to have to journey this out with God and you're going to have to let him show you what's, what's the root. And the root of it, like I said, was rejection, a lot of abandonment. I was verbally abused, you know, I was lied upon as a child. So all of these things, you know, just kept festering and festering and, you know, teenagehood, adulthood, I arrived at this place of perfection because I wanted to be seen as having it all together. And then God came in like a wrecking ball (laughs) and said, absolutely not. I need the truth that is within you to come alive so that you can bring other people in to their truth. So I dealt with that rejection, abandonment, emotional and verbal abuse, even the psychological abuse, because those emotional and the the mental, it weighs on your psyche. You, you You feel like, okay, I need to be this way, like that chameleon type of attitude where I've got to mask myself here, show up like this. It was a lot of that going on with me and I got tired of it. I really got tired of it and I just gave it to him and we have been journeying ever since. Wow. You said so much in that. And it is so much that you said. The fact that childhood trauma, we don't realize a lot of times the impact it has on us as adults. And a lot of our issues, as I said before, go back to things that happened as a child. And as you said, even that rejection that you experienced from the beginning and you not knowing that but it came off in your mother's actions towards you as you were growing and bringing it to the point of you getting to an adult at 27 and realizing I need to heal for myself. I need to forgive. I need to process this. And sitting down with your mother, I'm sure that was just an uncomfortable experience in itself, but being able to face her, have that conversation and then not receive anything, to me that is powerful because a lot of people will get stuck because they want the other person to apologize or they want to see some type of emotion, not realizing that when you go through these things, when you're healing, it's more so for you. When you're forgiving, it's more so for you. And especially with a parent and a child, a mom and a child, there's nothing, especially a girl wants more than her mother's love and attention and affection. So just imagining having that courage to sit down and say, okay, I need to do this for me. I'm going to say what I need to say. And then being met with that just coldness as you kind of described it. I'm sure even at 27, that kind of blew your mind. It, I didn't even know how to respond in the moment, you know, and this was six years ago. I had no idea how to respond in the moment. I remember sitting there. My brother was like the moderator between the two of us. And her posture was very stoked. You know, it was like, what do you want me to do? That's literally what she said. Well, what do you want me to do? Do you want for us to spend more time together? Do you want me to hug you? And I think when she said, do you want me to hug you? I I remember something clicking in my mind saying, Ashley, she doesn't have it to give. She doesn't have it to give. And then two years later, when I started going to therapy and and doing soul sessions, that was exactly what was told to me. You have to grieve the relationship that you wanted and understand she doesn't have it to give. And that doesn't take away from who you are. 
And it doesn't take away from you receiving it from someone else because I believe God will position people in our lives when we're ready to receive it. But we still have to get down and unpack all of our junk so we can notice when that person is being brought to us to give us what we need. And I sat there and the tears started to dry up a little bit because I realized this was more for me than it was for her. I needed to get this off of my chest. I needed to let her know this is how I felt as a child. And I needed to come to an awareness that, okay, Ashley, you dealt with this. Now let's journey with you as a mother. Because what triggered it was my actions with my boys. It was like, I felt that cold shoulder a little bit, you know, not really wanting to fully embrace you know them or give them that affection in my mind and I don't even know where I got this from I'm like when they hit a certain age you're not supposed to really like hug them like that they're boys so they you know you have to you know put this kind of distance there and I'm now I'm like girl who taught you that but who taught me was what I saw it was what I saw it's what I experienced so that was the greatest teacher And I say this all the time, that before we were taught something, we catch it. So nobody had to tell me, well, this is an age, but it was in that age bracket where it stopped for me. And honestly, I don't even remember us embracing, not even my mother, my grandparents, you know, any of that. It It may have been, don't get me wrong, but it was so far and few between that my memory won't even recall me hearing my mother's voice to say, I love you, you know, those things that you need as you're growing. And so when I understood, okay, this is for me, this is not for her, it helped me pick up my stuff. And now let's journey on. We've kind of got this together. Now let's journey on with what's really, what else is going on. And let's figure out how you can show up with your kids in a better way, as a better woman, you know, in the world, not just a mother, but just as a better woman. That's correct. And I hear you say in all that you said, how you have really broken a generational curse. Because if you think about it, when you, when you come to that conclusion that your mom didn't have it to give, she didn't have the capacity. So then it goes back to, okay, what did she learn from her parents? What did her parents learn from their parents? And we see how these things go from generation to generation. So it's not that she probably didn't want to, but like I said, she didn't know how, and it's because of what she was taught. But I just think it's so moving and just such an awakening to come to when you become that just aware of yourself and know that you want different and don't want to repeat the things that you've seen, but, and also recognizing that your mom did the best that she did, that she knew how to do with what she had. And she probably had her own trauma, her own issues that she has to heal what heal from and things like that. And it wasn't your job to fix her, but you recognize that in this situation, I want different for my household. I want different for my boys. So I am going to heal from this and figure out how to do different. And that right there is just an amazing step to take because it surely isn't easy. It is not easy at all. Since you brought up this generational curse breaking, I remember sitting in the living room and you know, I, I, I'm good with dates because God knows how to timestamp things for me because I'll be a procrastinator. 2017, I was sitting in the living room 
And, you know, I was I was reading in the book of Romans and I remember him saying, hey, I've called you to be the deliverer in the family. I have no idea what that meant. I'm like, okay, you know, sounds good. Great. I put a pin in that, kept doing what I was doing. Came back around again, 2018. Came back again in 2019. So I had to sit with it and I had to ask him, hey, what does this mean to be a deliverer in the family? And he said, I've called you to break curses on your bloodline, the patterns and the cycles that have gone on. I am choosing you to do it. And I remember feeling this overwhelm, like, nah, <laughs> I think you got the wrong person. You you know what I've done. You know, you've seen my track record. So I don't think that I should do this. I'm much okay with working a job, you know, thought I was going to get rich from the job, y'all. Really thought I was going to get rich from the job. And I was like, that, that's fine with that. But the pressure just of knowing, hey, this this doesn't sit right. Why do you want to do it like this? Who taught you how to do it like this? And the disruption of my life for the past literally three years, like he's disrupted my whole plans. I never thought about being an entrepreneur. Definitely didn't think about writing. When I was told that I was supposed to write a book, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, absolutely not. But to be the one who confronts the enemy of my soul and of the bloodline where it's like, you're not going to, you're not going to pass this on to my children. I'm not going to do this. So, you know, this inability to receive, this inability to give affection and love and genuine compliments and accolades and all of these things, it's going to start with you. So you're going to have to really, you know, buckle down, Ashley. And let him do, let God do what he needs to do. And I've been so fortunate to have therapy, counselors, mentors, coaches. My brain sometimes explodes because I love to learn. But aside from learning, I love to put it into practice. And I know one of the things that my mom would always say when she would try to pick an argument would be, I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. And I would think like, well, who said that you were stupid? You know, I'm just simply stating the facts. But the way I would articulate it, she would deem that as, oh, you're trying to, you know, seem like you're better than. She would say, oh, you know, you act like you want to be the mom. And I'm like, absolutely not. I have my own kids. I'm not I'm not trying to mother you. Honestly, I'm, I'm not. I'm just trying to get to know you better. And I had to grieve that, okay, it's not going to be what you think it is. No matter how hard you try to to work with her or to, to figure it out, let that go and meet her where she is and you continue to grow. And that was the biggest lesson that I had to learn in all of that was, Ashley, no matter what, continue to grow. If it hurts, continue to grow. If you feel abandoned, you're not continue to grow. If you feel that rejection trying to creep back in, you're not rejected. Continue to grow. And so that's that's really been my motto for these last couple of years is continue to grow. And that is wonderful advice for people that are listening, just hearing how you tell the story and being able to say, I had to grieve that relationship and I had to let it go so that I wouldn't get stuck and I wouldn't stay 
where I was at the moment because I knew that I wanted different. And being able to say and hear from God that tells you continue to grow, that to me is such powerful just action words to anyone listening that the situation may not be what you want it to be, especially in a relationship like your motherhood. Like, Like I said, that is something that people want more than anything. But it comes a point when you realize that you can't fix anyone else and you have to continue to grow. That right there, that is great. That is. If you are enjoying this show, feeling inspired and motivated, learning something new, or just want to show some love, please do me a favor and help me spread the word. Screenshot this episode and share your favorite takeaways in your Instagram stories. I am truly growing my Instagram and I want you there on the journey with me as we continue to grow and build. Don't forget to tag me at Lawan Moses so that I can share your share. Each time you share this show, it helps me to reach more and more moms just like you. Don't keep this greatness to yourself. Tell a mama you know about the More Than A Mother podcast today. Remember, Motherhood is a universal experience and we are all in this together. I was on your Instagram and I was looking and I see that you do this thing called Unmask Moms. And I, you were talking earlier about taking off the mask of perfection and taking off all these different masks. And that to me, I know that I wore a mask for a long time. It was the same way. The perfection wanted everything to look right, putting pressure on everyone around me. But the freedom in taking off the mask and being unmasked and being transparent, can you just speak to that and just the whole transparency and what you are doing with this Unmasked Mom series that you have on Instagram? So Unmasked Mom, I was <laughs> getting dressed one morning and you know I talk to God a lot, y'all. So every, everything that I hear will literally be something that he'll tell me or I have an idea and I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, should I do it? You know, what does that look like? Because I'm learning to incorporate him in my plans. My plans are not really my plans anymore. And I'm I'm still reconciling <laughs> with that. And, and it's been a beautiful journey in that. And so when I heard Unmasked Moms, I'm like, okay, well, you know, what does that look like? What should I do? And I really sat there and I said, it's literally like you said, taking off the mask. Let's get to what's really going on and why we show up the way that we show up. And I understand that transparency and authenticity and honesty, they all go into it. But I can be transparent and not be vulnerable. I can be honest and not be vulnerable. I can be authentic and still not be vulnerable. And so the unmasking is really honing into that vulnerability where it's like, even if I show up, and nobody shows up. I'm here and I'm telling my story and I'm standing in my truth and I'm being true to who I am. And I'm a big crier, y'all. I'm a big crier. And so I remember even last night in the episode, you know, when I was speaking with my guest, she started to cry. And I was like, you know, that's who she is. You know, you're not about to cry, girl. And the Lord just has a way of like, eh, eh, eh. We're unmasked. We're vulnerable. We're, we're showing who we are. And it hit me. Just the weight of being able to be open and to bring other people into your life really is because you have a degree 
of reconciliation with who you are and where you've come from. And so even if someone tries to bring it up and they're trying to use it like as a dart to throw at you and it's like, no, actually, I'm okay with that because I'm not there anymore. So the 27 year old Ashley is not the same as the 33 year old Ashley. The 29 year old is not the same as who I am now. So I'm choosing to show up fully me. I don't have to have it all put together, but I am going to step out. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to believe that on the journey, he'll continue to course correct me. If I go left, you know, and I'm supposed to go right. Okay, we'll come back over to the left. We may zigzag a little bit, but it's okay because, and it's something that my mentor says a lot, our story brings other people into courage. And when that thing, like it, it's, it's cemented in my heart now, where it's like, child, you're going to open up your mouth and you're going to share your story to bring other people into courage and understanding, even being a curse breaker, even being a pioneer for a lot of things. Well, pioneers paved the way. If you don't open up your mouth, if you don't do a thing, how are other people going to know how to do it? So when I look at my life, it's like, okay, it's not just about you anymore, Ashley. It's not even really about the kids in totality. It's about legacy. It's about the bigger picture. So I like to say that I'm living legacy, not just leaving it. So I'm bringing my children along the journey. I'm bringing the women that I get to you know, do life with along the journey to bring them into courage, to unmask, to be vulnerable, to show up truly who they are without judgment, without fear, and have that safe space to do so. And the safe space without judgment and fear is so important in being vulnerable and being open. There's just such that freedom when you get to that point where you can be vulnerable, you can be open. But I feel a lot of people stay closed off. They're not transparent, not vulnerable because of that fact that you mentioned that there are people that are going to judge you and are going to try and throw it in your face. And you really have to be at a point in your life, as you said, where you're okay and you have dealt with and you have healed, you have reconciled it within yourself so that when someone tries to bring it up, it's not going to trigger you the way it would have in the past. And I too am big on storytelling, which was one of the reasons why I started having moms on this show so that we could start sharing our stories because it's about not having it all figured out, but still taking action. And I feel there is such empowerment when people can sit back and listen to stories like yours and hear all that you went through and how you were able to turn that childhood trauma, the things you went through with your mom, reconciling it as an adult, and how even though the relationship is not how you want it to be, and you were probably still desire for it to be different, you have come to a point of peace with that and it's not keeping you stuck and you are able to continue to grow, continue to move forward and continue to live. Yes, ma'am. It, it, it took a while. It took a while. It's my brother and I, we were raised together. And, you know, I remember getting pregnant and just a little backdrop with my first son, I was 19. So, you know, a year out of high school and I didn't believe in abortions, any of those things. So I was like, okay, you know, whew. Getting ready to do this. And I remember telling him, and he's been, you know, very active and present, you know, in his son's life. And I'm thankful for that. We went through, 
you know, we grew up together. So we've gone through, you know, I hate you, you know, let's go to court. You know, we went to court, you know, all of these things. We went through journeys together, but we're at a place where we can healthily co-parent. Now, our views may not be the same on everything, but I think when we, again, take off the mask and realize, why am I trying to control someone else when only thing I'm supposed to do is control me? I was able to realize, okay, Ashley, you can you can co-parent and not have to have this friction and not have to have this drama. I, I cannot stand drama. I, if I can avoid it, I'm going to avoid it. And so we've been through that. And through that journey, that has even taught me so much. And then when it came to getting pregnant again with my youngest son, and they have two different fathers. That was a blanket of shame that I wore because in my mind, I said, you know, I'm never going to have, you know, multiple babies, fathers, like that's not going to be me, you know, and lo and behold, it happened. And the irony in the situation was that I kept saying I wasn't going to be like my mom. I, I would say this, you know, I don't want to be like her. I don't want to be like her. And I didn't really know what that meant. It was just, I didn't want to exhibit those attributes, I guess, that she was showing. And so when it happened and I told my brother, because he was the first person that I told both times, the second time I could feel that disappointment, like, oh my gosh, you know, you know, I'm the baby sister to him. So he's like, like, why? Like what happened? And I was just assuring him, like, listen, it's going to be okay. Like, don't worry about it. and. To bring it even, you know, closer to home and why he was so apprehensive is his father was Belician. My youngest son's dad is Belician. My oldest son's dad is American. My father is American. And so he saw that's the same thing that mom went through. And here you are in this situation. And I'm like, no, like, just just relax. You know, it's going to work out. And with that relationship, you know, with being with my youngest son's dad and the toxicity that was just prevalent, like heavy in that, again, me wanting to try to fix people, I saw potential. You could be this way. You could do this and it could be like this. And I'm going to help you when I needed help my doggone self. And so, you know, he's around. He, he's as active as he, as he wants to be. I don't like to, you know, bash. I don't do any of that, you know, in front of the kids or any of that behind closed doors. I don't do it because it takes away time for me and I don't have time to do that. But I had to realize, hey, Ashley, Detaching yourself from the relationship does not mean that you have to control how he shows up as a father. It means you have to detach yourself emotionally. You've got to figure out how to do that, how to work it, so that your children aren't caught in the middle of the mess that you've developed because you're mad, you know, you're ticked off, you're hurt all of these different things. And that took a journey too. I'm not even going to lie that that took a journey because I, listen, y'all, I boiled hot water. I'm going to just say that. Okay. I boiled hot water, but I didn't pour it because I didn't want to go to jail. (laughs) I boiled hot water. And it was in that moment that I knew, okay, hold on, ma'am. 
you are far ahead, then, then this is too much. So you need to figure out what's going to to happen. What do you want to do? And I toned it back some, but it still was like, how did I get here? I kept thinking to myself, Ashley, how did you get here? How did you get to this place? How did you become this woman? And that has a lot to do with when we never deal with what's really going on at the root. We just show up more polished and more polished and more polished till something pops our bubble. And then we just out here just overflowing on everybody. Yes, most definitely. As you said, you have to get to the root of everything. And I just thank you for sharing such a transparent story and really just all the stories that you shared and being so open and being so vulnerable, even in the last story that you shared about when the relationship doesn't work, how you have to detach yourself but not let it interfere with the relationship that your children have with their father. And that right there is a word in itself because there are so many of us, we're human, we have feelings and we get caught up in how we feel and not recognizing that the only people that are really hurting are the children. So the fact that you're able to share, okay, yes, I have my crazy days, I have my crazy moments, but then I realized through talking to God, self-reflection, all of that, that my child's relationship with their father is more important than any drama that we could ever have. And that right there is just a word in itself that a lot of people need to hear and be able, like say, get to that point where you can receive it. Because a lot of times we may know it, but because of all the mess, all the drama, we can't receive it. And again, it all goes back to that root and getting to the root of your issues. So has trauma impacted your life? Do you find yourself stuck, discouraged, and struggling to work through unresolved trauma? Have you completely lost sight of your dreams and are unsure of what steps to take next? Whether you are currently dealing with trauma, working through your trauma, or simply at a point in life where you are ready to set and achieve your personal and professional goals, Rising Above Statistics is the book you need in your life right now. In Rising Above Statistics, From Trauma to Triumph, I share steps that I follow to transform my trauma as a teen mom living in poverty and dealing with depression into growing into a strong, successful businesswoman who lives every day with purpose, intention, and focus. Through stories, tips, and guided exercises, I show you how you can transform your trauma, master your mindset, and unleash your full potential in business and life. In these pages, you'll discover why your mindset matters, how to overcome obstacles, and how to let go of the past. Most importantly, you're going to find out how you can reclaim power over your life today. This book goes beyond my personal story, and inside the pages are filled with tips, tools, and strategies you can use to release the past and live freely in the present. If you are in need of a plan to help you get unstuck and transform your life, then this book is for you. You do not have to be a victim of your trauma. You can work through your trauma and rise above your obstacles in order to achieve success against all odds. Head on over to my website, LuanMoses.com, and grab your copy of Rising Above Statistics from Trauma to Triumph today. I thank you, Ashley. I feel like I could sit here and talk to you all day. I'm looking at this time. I'm like, oh, we've been talking for that long. I feel like I could sit here and talk to you all day. Like, it's just so much more I feel to unpack. But I thank you for sharing all of that with us. Now, I know that you have your book, you have 
some shirts and products. Can you just share those type of things with us, whatever you have going on that you want to share at this time? So with my, so here's the thing with the book, y'all. I'm going to give y'all a little backdrop with that because I told y'all I was hesitant to write it. I was talking with my apostle and he was like, you know, what I'm hearing the Lord say for you is that you need to write the book. And it was supposed to be, it was specific to an ebook. And I was like, eh, you know, again, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, it's no, 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 no. And I had to sit with God on it and I asked him, what do you want me to write? And he told me about my life and I asked you, okay, what part? And when he said, all of it. And in the process of writing the book, he took me back to childhood. And I believe now the purpose of that was because he still wanted to do some healing within me because there were stories that I write about in the book that I had forgot about totally. I forgot about, you know, encountering, you know, cousins that I didn't know and staying with them and how they treated me. I forgot about, you know, instances where I was, there was no physical assault to me, but I I experienced a physical trauma and it being dismissed. He brought all of that up. And I'm like, you you sure? I was just to write about that, you know, even being even more transparent, even the abortions that I had. I put that in the back of my mind and he said, no, it goes in the book. So Grace to Pivot really is about how in every transition that we have, there's grace for it. That's literally how I came up with the title, Grace to Pivot. Everything we go through, every time we look around the corner, God's grace is there for us and we don't have to be ashamed of it. We have to receive the grace and continue to move on. So Grace to Pivot is an ebook chronologically, you know, my life and from childhood up into the discovery of really, you know, about purpose in me. And so it's kind of like a cliffhanger. A lot of people say like, well, we want the second book. You know, we want to know what's happening next. And I'm like, listen, just let me wrap my head around how to even get this first book out to the masses and we'll see about a second book. So it is available as an ebook on Amazon. And with the the merchandise, the merchandise is available. It's dope one momhood. So it's not womanhood. But it's woe momhood because we're more than mothers. So we're dope women. So I just combined the two phrases and got that. And so, you know, there are t-shirts and there are crew necks that are available to just display fashion. I love color pops. I love everything bright and colorful spring colors. So there are a lot of those that are available in the t-shirts and also in crew necks. And then really like I'm embracing more of the mentorship part of me. And allowing people to come into my world. And it has been an amazing journey to do that. I, like I said, entrepreneurship, what? No, I wanted to work. (laughs) I didn't want to do this, but it wasn't about what I wanted to do. It was about what God wanted to do through me because of the lineage that is going to be birthed out. So I am pioneering, you know, this journey with he and I. And whatever that looks like, you know, open and and I'm not going to say ready too much, but I'm available. I am available to how he decides that he wants to move. So this this new venture that I am birthing out is Mama's Lounge, which is the membership. It is a monthly membership for all moms. So you don't have to be a single mom. You can be a married mom. 
and we are going to be unpacking, you know, the emotions that we feel as women. And I'm a big person on emotions. So I have this chart that I have made on really how we can be aware of our emotions. And I call it an emotions checklist. And I think it's important for us to check in with our emotions daily. Because we are women, we are often driven by how we feel. And we're not supposed to be driven by how we feel, but it should tell us, okay, hey, you know, if I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling upset, if I'm feeling lonely, what what's the root of that? What does that really mean? Do I need a hug? You know, do I need to call a girlfriend and say, hey, I need to chat. I need to unpack on you. Can you handle that? Do I need to go to therapy? Because it's bigger than a girlfriend situation. And so the emotions checklist is really for people to just be aware of where they are, what they're feeling in the moment. So within the membership, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be having real conversations with, again, real moms, real people. You know, I don't want the polished. I don't want the people who say, oh, you know, I got it all together. If that's you, then it's just the membership is not for you. But if you know that, hey, I want to be around some real women. I want to be brought into courage to express myself, to share my journey, you know, to have accountability to learn about my vision for my life. Because sometimes we make these vision boards and they have nothing to do with the vision that God has set for our lives. And sometimes that's why we see them not being accomplished because we're making the wrong goals and attaching it and saying, this is on my vision board, but they don't collide. So I'm big on personal philosophy and your value system. So those are some of the things that we're gonna be learning and you know digging into within the membership. That is awesome. Oh, Ashley, I just love it. I love everything I'm hearing. So where can we connect with you online? Follow me on Instagram at Ashley. Okay, what is it? What is those things, y'all? Underscore. Underscore. Underscore Ashley N8. That's A-T-E-S underscore. So underscore A-S-H-L-E-Y N as in Nancy eight A-T-E-S underscore that is my Instagram handle. I'm also on Clubhouse under the same handle, I believe. If it's not Ashley N H, it's just Ashley H. My last name is unique, y'all. So you, you can find me. Trust me, if you just Google it, you will find me. And you can also learn more about what I'm doing on my website. It is growing the letter in race16.com. So that's G R O. W-I-N-G-N-G-R-A-C-E-16, the number 16.com. That's great. And I will be sure to link to all of that in the show notes, as well as your book and just your merch and where everybody can just find you, connect with you and keep up with all the great things that you are doing because this is just truly a phenomenal movement. So I thank you, Ashley, again for joining me and sharing all that you shared. This has truly been wonderful. Thank you. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. Stop wasting time and energy in your business. I have a confession. My name is Lawan, and I believe that systems and automation are everything in business. Being a mom, business owner, podcast host, and all the other things, life can truly get hectic. There was a time when I first started my business that I did everything manually. Can you relate to this? All the emails, communications, the forms, the contracts, proposals. 
I was truly driving myself crazy trying to remember all of these things. Then one day, I discovered Dubsado, and my life changed forever. Dubsado is the ecosystem that helps me keep my business operations running smoothly. From my podcasts, guests, to my coaching clients, the workflows and automation in Dubsado allow me to communicate with my clients, send communications, proposals, and documents, and invoices without being so hands-on. Truth be told, Dubsado is the next best thing to having an assistant in your business. Here are the ways that I use Dubsado. Podcast guest booking, guest communications and emails, client management, contracts and forms, scheduling appointments, billing and invoices, accounting and reporting. And best of all, this is all automated for me. With a little back-end setup, my business is running on automations and through this system. Plus, I love that Dubsado is customizable to my brand and my brand remains consistent and cohesive. If you are looking to stop wasting so much time in the details of your business and are ready to get your automation and workflows in order, then I definitely recommend Dubsado. Do you have an automated client relation management system that you use in your business? If that answer is no, or if you're frustrated with your current one, I encourage you now to hit the link in the show notes and save 20% off your first month or year when you use my code LAWAN. Stop the frustration, stop wasting so much time, get your automation and systems in order so that you can focus on making money in your business. Head on over to Dubsado today and get ready for a game changer. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review, and most importantly, share this episode with all of your mom friends. Let's continue to grow our mom community and support each other. Remember, together, we've got this.